Where, where are my living room, dude? Oh, this is this great. Is good. This, this is, is great. Just I mean, this great. is the setup today is a lot more um, kind of a clean look here. Yeah, we got some good feng shui. We got the um, we got the plant right there, yeah. added some character. We got the Concord High School coffee mug. Go big green. Go nice leather couches here. Beautiful yes. natural lighting. Um, I like it. It's, it's very, a good. It's a good vibe. It's this is Jack's vibe. new house. This is my new house. I just bought this house. This is great. This is pretty cool. This is cool. It's it. This is. This is we're in Goshen, Indiana now. Goshen, Indiana. So if there last time we were in Elkhart. Yes. And we teach in Dunlap, and Dunlap is like the halfway point between Elkhart and Goshen. Right. So Steve in his home lives on one side of Goshen or one side of Dunlap and I live on the, the other side. Yes. But for both of us it's like a you have like a ten minute drive. Twelve school, minutes. Twelve. Twelve minutes. What do you got? I'm like fifteen to the high school, so yeah. it's a good commute time. Um, so Steve. Woo, that's good. Chip, I made I made that coffee. I made that coffee. It's good coffee. <clears throat> um slight flex. Steve, um, just in case. Just in case people don't quite remember who we are what we do could you give us the quick right blip so through steve peterson's yes i'm life. steve peterson i am a band director slash music teacher at concord high school which is part of the concord community schools we're in elkhart indiana concord high school is about 1700 students we uh, my current teaching status is i teach two full-time jazz bands, two full-time concert bands, marching band, piano. Gotta love it. And this year, AP Theory. So um, yeah. I've, been there, I've been there over 20 years, and it's my alma mater. And so you, on the other hand, the synopsis of you. I am Jack Hinkle, yeah. and I also teach at Concord High School with a guest appearance every day at Concord Junior High for their beginning orchestra. But predominantly, my job in the Concord High School music world is uh, I teach a band, one band with you, we team teach, concert band, also involved in the marching band as a director, and then I teach my own jazz band, and I have a jazz band after school, and then I also hang out in the piano lab as we right. come to love it in our piano teaching brotherhood, yes. teaching piano. Um, so that's that's my that's my role at Concord High School. This is my just ended my sixth year, and it is also my alma mater, where I attended school. Right on. Yeah. So it is now June twentieth. It is. We got out of school like on June first. June first, last day. So we're kind of beginning our third week of vacation. Yeah. So we're like at our halfway point, pretty much, of when school ended and when our first obligation and marching band begins right and what's that well we'll be going to our <laughs> you know what's that what's well, that he asked no, oh that just, thing i'm not going to I was, no, yeah I was setting yeah 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 up. i was like i knew what was next but i know i'm not going to it but he's not going to it no so the next i'll be in international because he'll be in canada com looking at <laughs> mountaintops and enjoying life while i'm on some schlocky pizza joint in the middle of Gurney, Illinois. Okay, so here the first <laughs> first obligation we have back is our senior leadership weekend. I don't think it's an obligation. I think your first invitation back, Jack. 
Okay, go ahead. Finally got to live my moment as like Jim looking in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Um, so we got our senior leadership weekend, and that is a, I think that's Friday. Is That's like the Jan July 7th. Sounds Yes, Friday right. the 7th. Um, we're doing an 8 to 4 with our seniors and Mark, Whit Mark Whitlock mm -hmm. coming in doing like a little in service with the kids. And then the next day, we're all day at Six Flags. Right. No real, I don't think there's much lesson plan for that. Just, just get up and go. go yeah, go. So a Friday and a Saturday, <coughs> the 7th and the 8th. And then. 7th and 8th. And then. I come back you come back. I come back. I'll be out of town that week, the week prior. And so we all start teaching on Monday, July 10th, right? Well, I'm actually taking that whole week off. Since yeah, you, nah, are, just you gotta kidding. recover. But yeah. you and I start doing the same thing, right? Mm. With Scott Spradling. With Scott Spradling, it's just the three of us. The three of us, Scott Spradling, who's the head director, head band director at Concord. Yeah, yeah. So we do a week of first year marching camp. Yes. Of brass and woodwinds. Yes. And that's like eight to 12. Yes, and that is um, mandatory for all new marchers. And yes. then the upperclassmen can come back if they'd like to for that. Right. We usually have pretty good attendance. We do have pretty good attendance. And it's usually, so we're teaching the youngers how to move and how to stand and review some basic playing fundamentals. It is. But then we also, it's teaching the older students how to teach. Yes. Being a mentor for them. Yes. And probably just as important. If not more. If true. not more. That's true. Before we get too deep in here, should we say what we're doing this episode? Yes. I, don't know if, I don't know if we have. Always yeah, write your objective on the board, right? So this week, Steve, take us through it. What are we talking about? Well, since we are in summer vacation, Jack, and we, as educators, often feel like you sprint, we have sprinted through April to May, especially May. Yes. And now that we have been able to still the snow globe, as I like to say, for a couple weeks. Yes and maybe have gained some clarity about past actions and reactions in the school year, thought maybe this would be a good episode to reflect on best practices during the school year and maybe something we would like to discontinue <laughs> for the next year or something like that we would like to reintroduce or put into the system brand new. So just kind of more of a reflective um, I think we're pretty good normally at being reflective on a weekly, if not like bi-weekly, we kind of say like what's been going well, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, and what went well for the week, and but now that everything is done, kind of putting the emotional snow globe of teaching to rest if even for a few weeks. Because mm -hmm. you have to do that. You have to do it, and you... God bless the people that are teaching marching band in June, and I don't, I don't understand how you do that. I, um, I, I think there just needs to be time to be still. So, looking back on the year, maybe we could say one thing that we would like to keep that went well. Yes. And something that we would like to um, not duplicate. But then also maybe just something new that we'd like to add. Sure. You know, something like that. And it could be, can, you know, we could be combined since we did a lot of it together. But um, I'll go first. I think something that I would like to do 
that we talked about last the last episode was making it trying to be very present about every kid every day about talking to every kid every day and just with some of my discussions with students at the end of the school year like I think I would mentioned to you I talked to some seniors about I think sometimes students kind of feel I don't know invisible or mm. yeah I don't know if it's not appreciated or maybe they get sentimental because there used to be a lot of focus on them maybe than when they were younger mm -hmm. and they were more needy yes but now that they're more self-sufficient maybe we kind of back away and they don't we feel like they don't need as much and I think with some of my discussions that I had at the end of the school year with seniors specifically and all ranges of seniors um, ability levels that they really value that human connection to their teachers Absolutely. and they don't like to be feel left out just because like you make it to a certain band that you're kind of forgotten about either higher or lower or um, that so that was kind of humbling to me like that we gotta continue being with them all the way through the end of the journey and I think um, one thing that is that comes up and that is tough to get away from but with marching band it feels like it's since it's all hands on deck and we're thinking about all the kids all the time but there's a lot of pressure with rehearsals and performances and everybody being there all the time but if you go to like January and a kid is absent from school it's they can not slip under the cracks yeah they can slip through the cracks and so that's kind of more on the the teachers that you know the, the marching band should be no more important than concert band the jazz bands should be no more important than pep band I mean as far as like if they're in the ensemble they're in the ensemble. yes they're there and they're, and they're noticed and they're appreciated and they're talked to and um, there is a student appropriate student teacher relationship and rapport yes and and teaching at our school I feel like that's something that's that's easy for us because one there's so many kids and it's yes. easy for it to go through fall through the cracks yes. easy because there's so many kids but also because there's so many staff members you know we have six full-time music teachers that see these band students and for some of them who aren't in our sections for marching band or aren't in our concert bands in the concert band season, you know, we don't see those kids yeah. every day. Or it might just be in the hallway. Yeah. And it might be easy for me to say, Oh, that's Steve's kid, like I, I gotta go find my but real I'm a teacher. Right. I'm you're not a band, band director of the you, fourth band. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm a band a director at Concord High yeah. School. So I gotta do my part. Right. <clears throat> that's a good point. And we have to remember too, these seniors, this is probably their first air quote normal year in high school given COVID because these guys had their freshman year cut short yep. sophomore year was a hybrid school march. year we didn't march we didn't compete right and then last year or their junior year in 2021-22 school year felt like we were just trying to put the pieces back together yes this year was the first year that still even though COVID was still around it felt like we were functioning yes as we used to yes so those guys basically had to wait from eighth grade until their senior year to finally have a good have a normal school year. Normal school year again, right. and that's tough. Like 
I can't put myself in the mind of a 14 year old, but 14 to 17, those are really very formative years. Yes. That's gotta be tough. Yes. So every kid, every day, touch and base with everyone. Right, and, and I think you brought up a good point, like when you team teach with somebody, whether it be uh, one other teacher for the concert band or five other people for the marching band, that there is a, it's easy to get in the mindset like, well, that those are Jack's kids. And whether it's something positive or something negative or something that needs to be fixed or improved or something that needs to be built, I still need to be aware of that, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And still uh, help keep um, tabs, not, not in a critical way, but just in, like in a nurturing kind of way of what's going on and keep those relationships being built. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Um, so we don't get at the end of the school year and feel like there's kids that have been kind of uh, anonymous. And these are kids that are like, like in the upper bands and the advanced bands, but just felt like there was a lot of attention paid to them earlier on. Yes. But then as things went on, there wasn't as much attention paid to them. Yes. So I was like, dang it. Um, so every student, every day, it was something I would like to continue with. And oh, I I'm in. Um, what do you got? I found some success last year in building culture in my groups. And I, again, last year was kind of the first air quote normal year that we've had in some time. And I think in some ways, uh, in many ways, COVID obviously disrupted a lot of things in our school, but the silver lining of it was kind of like a reset opportunity. Yeah. and. I found that in my marching band section, yes. I work with the high brass trumpets yes. and mellophones. Yes. I was really pleased with how yeah. they not only rehearsed this past year, but how they interacted with each other during sectionals on the field in full band. Um, and just probably even outside, it just seemed like there was a really good um, sense of relationship there and camaraderie. Yeah. And this is the first year I taught a jazz band yeah. on my own during the school day. And I was really pleased with what was going on in that room too. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it's interesting because I'm sure many teachers have different opinions on like the classroom management, classroom environment, but whatever is happening in your room is a direct reflection of what you want or what you allow, right? Yes. Um, and this year in the both in the high brass and in the in the jazz band, it just felt like everyone was kind of chasing after the common goal mm -hmm. of playing well and kind of enjoying the ride along the way. Um, and I'm looking back, like trying to think of like what I did to encourage that. One, I had really good kids. They're just like completely nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. So I can't really rely on that next year. But two, I think it goes back to what you say is every kid every day mm -hmm. and you and I are pretty intentional mm -hmm. intentional at least in our concert band to go talk to every kid right. before we play our first note um, and I think that's part of it but also I've I've learned to like just authenticity is so important not really not just in like your personality with how you approach the kids but in your rehearsal too if something's bad like it's it's okay to say it was bad yes 
And I think that was something in my earlier years. Again, I'm only a six, uh, taught for six years. In my earlier years, I, I had a hard time doing that. But now it's the kids. One, they they want to be told that too because they that means when they're told they're better, it means something. And I think they had moments of the bad, but then when the good happened, it felt really good. Good. And I I felt like that was like a good engine for us along with the social thing, in both the high brass and in, yeah. in jazz three that we could have that and they kids dig it when they sound good kids dig it when they sound good and I think sometimes we forget that or at least I forget that that it's it because we just get in our modes of running our groups like it's a machine sometimes and we just want to get get notes right but when but they're a part of it too and when we nail something and you put the instruments down and you look around the room and they're like yeah yeah that was cool so what did you what were some of the things that you did because I, um, I saw Jazz 3, I was <clears throat> able to watch them and listen to them through from January to June, but not as much, but I didn't see them daily, but like with the high brass, mm-hmm. I saw a change mm-hmm. in a, um, like you, you talked about culture, and there was a cultural shift um, from the year before. Yes. And then... Um, certainly two years before, but I mean, we'll throw COVID in there, but there, I'm sure there's many factors that came into kind of birthing this culture and trying to get your, your temp, the temperature right. So it's authentic. Yes. So were there like, what were some intentional things? I'm sure there are things that happened. You're like, Oh, I didn't even realize I did sure. that. But what were some like, sure. You started off at the beginning of the year. What were some of your school, oh, the band camp? What were some of the intentional ideas? Sure. So you and I both were around for last year's um, leadership training for those kids. And we had Frank Troika come mm-hmm. in, who is um, a clinician. And he he was really big on show more, talk less. And that's something we hear all the time as teachers, yeah. I'm sure. But I think that was the first, like last year, I was really intentional about adopting that. And it just made things so much easier. And I don't... I. I don't know if I have like direct evidence that that fixed things, but I think that was a part of it. Right. Just less words. Um, but also, I've ta- told you this before, but I kind of had like a, a phrase with the high brass that mm-hmm. I shared with them, process over product. Yeah. And it's so easy to get caught up, especially in the competitive side of our jobs on trophies and placements and awards. And the kids do love that, but that's something out of our control and I don't want it to be in a sense that it's um, subjective mm-hmm. um, in judging and I don't want a poor placing at the end of the season to be the measure of our success or failures right, right. Um, the process can be because that's within our control right so if we got the process right in theory the product would come so what would be an example of like a process that you used that you that was like a non-negotiable sure first one that would come to mind is when you're um, setting up for a warm-up arc having everyone put their horns up at the same time (laughs) it's just the first thing that happens right (laughs) someone's slow Uh don't say anything just put your arms down arms back up try again and if we can do that then we can put our horns together up on the field right right Right. We can do everything together. So right. 
that was something that, and the kids, I didn't say anything. And I think the kids knew what was going on. I didn't feel a need to say anything, yeah. but yeah. it just felt like everyone was held every, accountable. Every missed horn snap or misstep concert doesn't need to be um, a lecture or something, right? right? No. It's just like, okay, cut, let's do it again. <laughs> do it again. Take a breath, let's do it again, yeah. right? That's all it's gotta be. So, so that, those, those ideas of cultures in my classroom, um, using the term classroom loosely here, but that I want to keep that around yeah. for next year. Process over product. And then did you find that like um, process over product and play more, talk less? Like, do you feel like that was in your mind like a lot, like during sectionals, like you would have your 30 minutes or 45 minutes, like that was in your mind? Yes, absolutely. Or did you have it written down somewhere or is it like, like you would, lesson plan or, or just like sketch out your chunk of time like are you I mean are you having to revisit that every day or did you like for people that may want to implement that into sure. their, to their rehearsals or classrooms or whatever well you you and I have talked about this in terms of lesson planning before too that like when I was a younger teacher I, I sketched out my lesson plans and I would write detailed things of what I was going to do um, but now a little more seasoned with a couple years under my belt yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a much better teacher right. when I don't plan. I mean, I obviously have my things I'm going to hit, but I don't want to know how I'm going to get there because I want to be able to react authentically in the right. moment. Right, which is interesting to put that into a blender is that <laughs> you're rehearsal-wise more interested in the process over the product, but in the, in the planning, you're interested in the product. I'm, I'm oh, less than the process? Interesting. But... Yeah, I'm not trying to shoot you down, but saying like you're interested in the product and you don't know exactly what journey you're going to take Correct. to get to the product like in the rehearsal Correct. block that you have, but you're saying because you're a more seasoned teacher, you have more tools in the chest yes. to, to pull out and to use, but all of those tools are going to be used with the correct process. I like to think so. It, but it gets to that. But on like you know how you want something to sound yes or how you want something to look and if it doesn't get there then you if you're not there then you go back and you're trying to imagine those different steps you can take to get there but you're still thinking the process yes it's kind of interesting yeah no play on products right? but i think the the other thing too is that by using by not um by not limiting myself to something else i'm I'm more with the kids because I'm gonna act in the moment right. and so I'm listening better and I'm mm -hmm. looking better like yes. I'm, I'm making eye contact yes. more with them or yes. watching them and that frees me to be a better teacher and that seems like more process to me yes. because I'm with them I'm not you're reacting to what's away. actually going on correct so that's been helpful to me and I've just been, I've been singing things like the way I want them to sound, or I'd say like a one word, like a shorter, louder, soft, whatever. And I, and if you're a 15 year old and it's 8 p.m. and you're tired, if you hear softer, you can comprehend that pretty quickly. Sure, sure right. Yeah, so, so that, <coughs> excuse me, all those things put together, um, that's what I want to keep going next year. That, this whole idea yeah. of, Classroom culture is what I want. Classroom culture. 
And then I attend every student every day. And every student every day. So kind of similar similar answers. It is. In a, in yeah. a way. Uh, more focused. Neither really based on music. Right. Both based on the human. Yes. In front of us. Yes. Um, so then, Steve, you had talked about that was like our one thing that we enjoyed. That we were like, this was bopping. This was good for us. So then, if you look at the other side, as we as we near the 2023 school year, mm. what are we saying? Maybe not. Maybe not for next year. <coughs> so I would go, so this will take me out of the marching band discussion, but... We just lost like 20 listeners right there. Yeah. Oh, and all bad. the marching band folks are yeah. like, but wait, all the marching band, all two of them? All two of them. <laughs> all two of them. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, they're rehearsal. But band. so this one could still apply to the orchestra choir band. I don't know how this is going to approach the science teacher because I think those things, the pro the process of a product, and the every student every day could still apply to seventh grade science. Oh, absolutely. It, I know it does. Yes. So this one maybe a little bit is going to be a little bit more music. It is music centric. Okay. Is that? Um, I'm going to go with jazz band and concert band for 200 with programming mm. and mm. with programming a couple things and I think non-student wise I think programming is probably like the one of the biggest preach it one of the preach it it is probably the most the most important aspect of running an ensemble besides student management and student health and student relationships program programming tell me why tell me well, why okay so as an example like so we play we have a concert band our seventh grade symphonietta if you weren't with us last week which there's four concert bands and this is the fourth band so this band plays through grade. two and a half grade two and a half yeah right yeah yeah two two and a half Right. That's what we were working with this year. Three would get a little that'd, bit. That'd be pushing it. Right? Yeah. So, and this was about 35 students, 60% uh, freshmen. Okay. So, what, looking back on our ISMA, ISMA is our state school music association, and the tunes that we prepared that I felt like they were, um, like one of the tunes we played was we played Accolade. That was our opener. That was our opener. And yeah. that was like a fanfare. And it was an E flat. Yes. Right? Very well written. It really well Thought written. Thought it would be a great. And it, and it had some really nice open sounding chords and the low woodwinds and the brass. Yes. The woodwind, upper woodwinds had some technical challenges. Um, with um, some, um, yeah, like yep, these yep. rhythmic ostinatos, yep. right? Was that were like eight, eight count repeats. Yes. Right? And they ended up being a struggle for them. And actually, they, they handled those quite well, like when it came up to Isla. Yeah. yeah when yeah. we did it later in the year at another performance, not so much. But no. that was like a, a tune that felt like it was fun to work on because it was right at their level. And it, and it, that the way the tune was scored really helped them sound good. Yes. Then we played another tune that was written by an Indiana composer, Matt Conaway, from Purdue University. 
called African Invocation. Invocation and African Dance. Yes. And it was a slow, somber, minor opening. Mm -hmm. And then it got into a, a three, four yeah, yeah, yeah. groove three, four that groove. showcased the percussion a lot. Yes. And I liked that tune because the percussion had probably seven or eight distinctive parts going on. Yes. And for that, and it was, of course, it was very repetitious. It was like this three, four African groove, but it let the students really groove together as a percussion ensemble, and it sounded like a percussion ensemble. Yeah. And it was scored really well for the clarinets and the baritones mm -hmm. especially. Yes. Um, I thought that was a really fun tune to play. Yes. And, I, and so did the kids. And they, they, they dug they it. And that was kind of a programmatic tune. And yes. It had some emotional appeal. And then the last, or the, the tune that we did that was the march. Yes. I want to be more thoughtful about, like, if we only do three tunes. Like, I thought this tune called Capstone yes. was going to be okay for us. But the yeah. way it was scored, it didn't play to our strengths. And it, where it scored the clarinets and the trumpets, oh, yes. it just seemed to be a lot of notes. Like the counter melody in the low wind seemed yes. to be good. But I, and I, I wasn't upset with the kids, but I was like, the more I got into it, and I was like, I wish I would have thought about this tune more. Yes. And something too that I'm realizing now about this tune is that the parts, like a lot of young band music is written in rhythmic unison within your section. Yes. And that one was not. I'm, I'm remembering like the trumpet one and the clarinet one had the melody while the trumpet two and the clarinet two were playing like bops behind yes. it. And if you're a if you're a senior sitting in a wind ensemble, you're okay you playing eighth happen. notes right, while right, right, your person right. sitting next to you doing right. something else. If you're a freshman in this band right. and you're feeling pretty insecure, you're trying to lean in with what the person next to you yes. is doing and, and So there's safety in numbers. There is safety in numbers. And our band was kind of small. Right. We had like for example, we had five clarinets, yes. six trumpets. Yes. So if you're dividing the clarinets, it's like two and three. Yes. So yeah, so I wanna be really I thought the like the pacing of the tunes was great. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to fit a tune, that third tune just that that it it fit them better and it was like more payoff and less hard work to sound good. Yes. Right? Yes. So which takes you back to your first statement, program. That we, it's that's something that is totally teacher driven. Right. And that you can do outside of the class time. Yes. So that's something you want to make sure is like right. perfect. Right. As much as you can be. Right. And and yeah, especially well not just especially for that band. So then the other thing that I thought so with jazz band, um I felt like there, I don't know if you, you've got, I know you haven't taught jazz band as long, but there's tunes that I like that I get into and I just realize the way they're written, there's not a lot of full band homophonic playing. Like we've, we've been in, interested, like there's a number of tunes in our library that are like Cannonball Adderley driven, mm -hmm. right? And or tunes that, um, you know, a lot of the tunes in jazz band libraries come from small group inspiration, mm -hmm. right? From the, from trios and quartets and quintets, right. right? And not, so they're not, they don't come from the Basie tradition or the Duke Ellington tradition, they come from the, the small group. And while those tunes are cool, a lot of times it's like section plays the melody, brass bops. Yes. 
brass plays the melody, saxophone, fluid line. Yes. Solo, bops. And it rarely gets to like a full band presentation of, it, it does at the shout, but it's like eight or 16 measures. And it just, I've been in that process before, like with um, jazz two, I felt like this year, that, that there was just a lot of conversational tunes I had, like play, 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 play. And there wasn't enough together, full ensemble playing. And I think that stems from like the tunes that I like, like the tunes I like, but I don't always, maybe I don't listen to it enough for the arrangement. So you're saying the, the stuff you like, tell me about the stuff you like, what are you thinking of? Okay, so like, um, Let's see here. Like, um, what? Well, let me think of a tune that I had. A, so I do like the um, like. Mail's here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like a crazy comment. It is kind of like, freaky. Jack, is there like a Alec? <laughs> that was kind of funny. That was good. Okay, so. Okay, so like for an example, like I, I do like, um, the, like one tune we played this year that I really liked, like for jazz too, was called Such Sweet Thunder. And mm -hmm. I believe it was a Chris Berg arrangement. But it was, it was like a lot of wah, 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 like from the high winds, sure. and then like the low winds were playing like this minor ball. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Right, they're playing like this minor blues tango kind yes. of thing going on. And so it kind of played itself like a combo tune, and it just didn't really do a lot of full band playing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, the tune that we um, played, I can't remember who the composer was, but like Kick It. Kick It. Was it's a, also Chris Bird, right? A Chris Bird yeah. tune, which was a second line tune. It was like totally hip. Yes. And it, But it had like this tenor muted trumpet, which we both enjoy. Yes. But it was like call and response, call and response, and it never really got to like this full band thing. Um, then like at the end of the year, we did um, Big Mama Cast, mm -hmm. like Don Sebesky. And, you know, do, 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 do. Boom, 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 boom. It, yeah, so, oh, so there's like always layers. Right, and like. Um, so you're saying you want a tune that's like full trumpet, trombone, sax, Playing, homophonic, playing, playing okay. those chords, and I, I guess that's that. why we get into bassy, where we can't yeah. get into bassy. Like I know that you did um, in the melatonin, yeah, which probably had more of that going on, mm -hmm. and that's why those tunes are appropriate and uh, growing for the yes. students. But I, I just realized that, like sometimes, like I want more from a tune, yes, and I can't get it because it's not. It's like always A versus B. And yes. I want it to be like a little bit more thick scoring. And so I think I need to think about, I know this sounds kind of like naive or new, but like more about the arrangement and less about yeah. the tune. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and, and you and I have talked about like, especially with marching band writing. Yes. And that it is like a Sudoku puzzle. Yes. For writing for kids. Yes. And especially jazz band, 
I could, I mean, I think that's like its own, like that's gotta be hard yes. to write it in an appropriate range, especially with like the rhythm, like challenges that you would get in like a, a swing tune, yes. making that playable for like a high school sophomore. Yes. And, and keeping that so it also sounds good. And I, I feel, I feel your pain because I, yeah. I notice some of those things, but also I'm like, I don't know how, I, like, I think that's tough. Yeah. I think that's tough. And, you know, it's interesting you bring up the combo things because I, I imagine the combo tunes are probably some of the easiest to adapt yes. for a high school yes. group because you can make them whatever you want. But that's interesting. Homophonic playing. So you're saying next year, as you're looking ahead for jazz, yes. is this a jazz two more issue or is it both jazz one as well? I think it was more of a jazz two. Which, to be clear for the, our listeners, jazz two is the um, younger ensemble. It's the intermediate. Because some people could get, yeah, they could get, get real So we have a jazz one, two, and three. One is advanced, two is intermediate, three is beginning. Yes. And club four or six is our after school, after school band. So, so planning ahead, the other thing is for all of you. Um, Planning your concerts. I mean, it would be fun if we could do like an open phone line. Oh, that'd be hip, right? Yeah, yeah. Calling it free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and talk about things because I do keep track of tunes and like I start putting tunes in like in our concerts from October or November all the way to June. Mm -hmm. Like I start putting tunes in there, and there needs to be some tunes that you carry over. That's a puzzle. Right? Yes. But then in the middle, you kind of have holiday, and those tunes stand alone. And then you do like serious jazz festivals, and then you do a home variety show. Yes. Like, so you want to play to the different audiences. Um, it'd be good maybe to have um, Jimmy Bennett on here. Oh, Jimmy yeah, yeah. Bennett is our Concord High School director of choirs, and he does. Um, all the programming for the choirs, and he has a number of choirs, really good choirs at the high school, and he does, um, you know, the serious concerts, the um, sacred concert kind of stuff for Christmas Beck. He also does competition for ISMA, but then also make sure that maybe in his Valentine's Day concert he previews one of his ISMA tunes, like he yes. does some front loading, yes, and kind of carries that. I think there's a real. And that's its own podcast episode right there. How do you slot those tunes? Yeah, and I, your year. That it's just really important to get those tunes and then to allow your ensembles to have those different textures. And then with jazz band, obviously too, you're like you need to be in different styles. You yes. need to be in a swing or a shuffle, yeah. or you need to um, be in a rock tune or a Latin tune or a ballet. And you need to have different traditions, like an Ellington or a Basie or the small groups. And you need to think about who's soloing, or and are you trying to do a section feature because they're really good, or are you trying to do a section feature because they're weak and you want to grow them? Yes. So I want to do a little bit more. I'm not going to say that sounded weak. I'm going to do more backwards planning. Hmm. That's a good educational like buzzword. More, Where do you want to end up? Kind of start off with, like for me, like Jazz Cafe. Yes. And kind of go backwards from that and kind of see where I come up. Okay. I could always reroute it and go frontwards. But um, I do listen to a, quite a few tunes in the summer. I think it's yeah. a good time to do that. Sure. It's like non-threatening. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. don't, you don't have to buy anything. Yeah, you can have a cup of coffee. I mean, you don't have to buy Something it today. Yeah. Right? So, um, 
A commitment to the arrangements and backward planning. That's my long answer to what would I like to change. So you, but that was like very thorough, and you clearly thought a lot. I thought about, about this. that. That's well, because it hits me during the year. I'm like, yeah, like, God dang it, right? Yeah, no, and, I get it. And I think it's okay. I mean, we have teachers that are first year teachers, and people that are teaching by forty, and there's always things that you want to try to tweak. And I think, I think, which thank goodness that we're thinking about thinking that. Thinking about it because you don't want to, you know, you get to June first and go check. Right. We did it. Yeah, you, you don't, don't want to start. That. You don't want to start thinking about your Christmas programming at Thanksgiving. Like no, it, right? You got to think about it well. at Labor Day. Right, right. Okay, so back to you, Jack. Um, I think, and this is something that has kind of bothered me, but I, I know I think I can do better with it next year. Um, is also jazz related. Is is improvisation, mm-hmm. and that's kind of something that I think um, I'm guessing a lot of jazz directors kind of that's like a puzzle trying to teach improv to your kids mm-hmm. and you know it's interesting because earlier in our conversation today I said I don't really think about the way I teach I just because it's more freeing and I know I can be authentic yes. and that's how I approached improvisation and I really regret that I wish I would have had a more detailed approach with steps along the way where do I want to be for step A and then step B C so somewhere we can find the Z, right. and the kids know how we got there. Um, part of that was this is this is the first year we had this jazz band, this jazz three, and it was a one semester class, started in January and it ended at the end of the school year in June. And we had our first concert in mid March. Yes. And we're on a block schedule, right. so I see the kids three times a week. Right. So two months to prepare three tunes for a concert starting from a uh, jazz band from scratch. scratch I did not have improvisation on the front end of things yeah. as a educational choice don't know if that was good or bad but that's just kind of where I felt like I was at so yeah. we gotta play our tunes um, and so I did try and do some sprinkling yeah. of improv in there and I had some kids who really wanted to get after that which was fun but I did not I did not feel good about the way I taught that, and I, and you know, I've, I was in jazz band myself. I have some tricks I can teach the kids, but it didn't feel like there was a, um, a scaffolded approach, mm-hmm. as the professionals would say. And I would like to be more intentional about that next year. So that's something. And next year, this jazz band will be year round, right. which will be m- very helpful. And we won't have a concert for the first four months of school. And um, Concord High School is going back to. Every class every, every day. class every day. Five times a week we get to see the we have kids. seven classes. The students have seven classes. We teach we six. Six. And then each class meets for fifty five zero minutes. Five zero minutes. So I think we did the math once. We're gaining we're gaining minutes, minutes throughout the week. Which is good. So so next year it'll be different and, and that's part of my summer project. Um, once we get get back in school for marching band in the summer, we can hang around a couple extra hours and start coming up with some ideas. Yeah, thinking through some of that. Right, that's my goal. I like it. Yeah. So, you know, as we think about you know wrapping up the the episode, the um, I think we are both in cahoots on this because I as I pulled up on Jack's street right here and he was sitting on his front porch, sitting. Oh, I was sitting. 
was just sitting. A cup of coffee. A cup of coffee, just waiting. Um, there's a lot of need, I think for all of us, but for people that are willing to listen, there's just a lot of need for silence and stillness and solitude, right? And not even listening to a podcast or listening to jazz or composing music or reading, but just to be quiet, right? As teachers, especially as music teachers, we are just constantly stimulated with sight, sound, whatever. All Sometimes it's music, but usually Sometimes it's, it's just sound. <laughs> it's just sound. Yeah, and and it it's tough when you get home at the end of the day, whether that's you know four on a normal day yeah. or ten on a rehearsal Marching night. Day, yeah, and you just you gotta just sit and just let it work its way out and go in reverse from all the intake and just yeah sit. Yep. And you taught me that. You, I did. You did because you do your you do your quiet time every morning. every morning. You do your 5:30 jam. Yeah, that, I do. Those school days. Silence, solitude, yes. and stillness. And now I have this yard. So <laughs> there you go. I know I'm, it's great. And and mowing, as we've talked about, it's hypnotic. It's silence time. It is. You're doing something, so it's not totally sitting still. Nothing. But, but you're in your thoughts. You're in your thoughts. But yeah. there is a there is a wisdom to this kind of letting that again like the snow globe and just like letting that or like the silt in the water just like let it let it come down and because there'll be enough time to shake it up later but um you know practicing that yes. is important and thank god we have time off that you can do that yes although ironically we're both going back into school tomorrow for rehearsal so <laughs> <laughs> Summer baby, that's uh, fun though. The jazz band, jazz, band. jazz one is playing at the Alcar Jazz Festival, mm -hmm. and Jab Jack is subbing on guitar, and Steve is directing, and I'm directing, and Brian Golden, Brian is Golden be playing, playing trombone, and I have some other graduates coming back. Is it just the three of us, the staff, doing yes. this? Yes, and then, and then okay. um, I have some other kids from Jazz Two going up to one, so I'll be putting some more pieces together, but yeah. I got, have some alumni coming back, and just so know. if you happen to be in the area this this weekend, I mean this episode won't be out. No, by we'll, the time that we'll happens. have been at the Elkhart Jazz Festival on Saturday, June 24th. Yeah. So 11, 11 a.m.? Now it's 12 15. They oh, pushed it back. They pushed it back? Yeah, I hope you're available. Oh, okay. 12 so, 15 p.m.? Yep. Yeah. So, um, okay, so that's kind of like our the episode was about the end of school. We talked about something great that we wanted to do yes. or something that worked, something that we wanted to change. Yes. So we'd invite, would like to invite you, our listeners, yes. to maybe go through that process on your own. What was something that went well for you? What was something you want to change? And some emotional, some funny, yeah. some sweet connection that you had this year. Absolutely. And maybe someday, Steve, we'd have like comment sections or something, a way that... People put their comments in about what they heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could like tell us. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear I that would, too. I would love to be able to have a discussion of like two or three people like every week. I mean, yes. it'd be fine if we didn't know them. It'd probably be better if we didn't know probably them. Probably better if we didn't right. know them. So, right. so if you're listening to this and that option's available, please, please let us comment. Know. Yeah. Okay. okay. So for That's this it. week, this is Steve Peterson and Jackie Cole. We're out. Yeah.